0: Welcome to the North Shore Church audio podcast. To find out more information about North Shore Church, please visit us at mynsag.com. We hope you enjoy today's message. If you have your Bible, go ahead and open it up to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to look at verse 12 and 13 here in just a minute. Hebrews chapter 12, we'll look at verse 12. And 13. We're currently in a series that we're calling the Family Rooms. Family Rooms. And what we've been doing over the last several weeks is we've been looking at different rooms and using different rooms as sort of a launching pad or an illustration to, to help us identify, speak to, and look at a spiritual truth that, that helps us and that applies to the family within the home. And um, it's been, a, it's been a, a rather fun series, I think. And, and every week people ask me, what, what room are you doing? And knowing that the family rooms is coinciding with Mother's Day, I've had a lot of suggestions on what rooms to do during Mother's Day. There have been people that have come up to me and said, hey, Pastor Chris, you should do the laundry room on Mother's Day. Like, you do the laundry on Mother's Day. I'm not doing the laundry room on Mother's Day. Thankfully, I I was able to preach that one last week, and so I, I can't make that mistake, even if I wanted to. I had somebody say, you know what, you should do the kitchen for Mother's Day, and, uh, you know, we could make that work. I mean, lots and lots of good comes out of the kitchen, and we could make that, but still, you know, I mean, we're super politically correct today, and so I don't want to make anybody mad, so we're not going to do the kitchen. Somebody said, um, <clears throat> Chris, do the bathroom on Mother's Day, see if you can do that one, and That would be weird, right? I'm not going to do the bathroom, although it might be a good time for us right now to talk about this makeup issue on the counter and what the deal with that is, but but we'll save that for another day. Somebody even suggested I do the bedroom on Mother's Day. I'm not stupid, so I'm not going to do the bedroom (laughs) on Mother's Day, but uh, we are going to talk about the bedroom next week, and it should just be wonderfully awkward here next week, and so... (laughs) So make sure you come and, and be a part of that. That one should be fun as well. But, but today is Mother's Day, and so we are going to talk about our moms, and, and we're not going to talk about any specific room, because I believe that a mom's impact and influence in a home is too big to be contained in just one room, and so this morning, I want to talk about the heart of the home, the heart of the home. A mother's influence reaches every corner of the home. But more than that, her impact and her influence reaches every corner of the family unit. A, a mom's influence goes with the kids when they go to school and when they go to work. It, a mom's influence reaches every corner of the family unit. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to direct our conversation, this message, our discussion, through the lens of mothers on, on Mother's Day. But but I know that not all of you are moms, and in some of you are single and young adults and things like that. I want you to know this morning that when we when we talk about our moms today from this biblical perspective and this biblical point of view, um, in, in order for you to make the application in your life, because I believe Believe that that all scripture is God breathed and profitable, and that the word of God is living and active and and, and and sharper than a double-edged sword, and it has the power and the potential to change our lives. Um, when we talk about moms, if you're not a mom, then then just just change that to believer. Because when we're talking about moms, we're talking really about believers within the home. But in all of our application points and in, in our specific illustrations, we are going to direct those to our moms and, and for our moms because, moms, it's your day and we love you. And, and I want you to know that um, though today I don't have any instructions to give you I, I I'm not going to tell you how to be a better mom I'm not equipped or able to do that uh, I can't like give you the advice on hey as a mom when you're stuck here do this because because I I, I don't know you know I'm, I'm not a mom but what I can do for you today is just offer a bit of encouragement to all of our mothers because honestly we your husbands your sons your daughters we love you so much We know how hard you work and we see the load you carry and we want you to know that that we, your husbands, your sons, your daughters, are exponentially better because of you and your influence and the way you love us and the way you show that love for us in our lives. Now, before we get into scripture, I want to pause for just a second because I know that Mother's Day carries with it a, a wide range of emotions On on the emotional spectrum, Mother's Day is probably one of the most polarizing Sundays that we have, because not everybody has had a good experience with their mother. Uh, Not everybody has felt the love and the kindness and the compassion from a mother that we typically focus on on Mother's Day. Some have have felt abuse and pain at the hands of their mother, and so, so today can be a little tricky for you. Um, some of you may have lost your mother, and this is the first Mother's Day that you are are here, and you don't have your mom to call or or to talk to, and it's and it's painful and it's difficult. Um, some are are trying to be mothers and and having a difficult time uh, getting pregnant or, or don't understand why why they're they're not able to have a child, and and so we. We want to acknowledge that wide range of of uh, the, the the wide range of emotions that that often are present in a Mother's Day service, and and I don't want today to be painful for anybody. And like I said just a moment ago, I fully believe that the Holy Spirit is capable to speak to you, whatever your situation, whatever your circumstance, whatever you're going through. If you're a young adult, if you're a man, you know. If you're a high schooler, I believe that the word still applies to you, but we are going to direct this message through the lens of our mothers this morning. Um, So with that being said, I want to look at two verses in Hebrews chapter 12. Two verses in Hebrews chapter 12. If you have your Bible, the physical Bible there in front of you, and you are a Bible writer or a highlighter or a circler in your Bible, man, I would suggest that you circle this, highlight this, star this, do whatever you need to for these two verses because, man, I I believe that they offer so much encouragement for us on a daily basis. We're not going to look at this within the context of the surrounding Scriptures. I just want to focus on these two verses here this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12 says this, so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. I want to read this one more time. Um, Let's go back. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out, let me get this right, mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Mothers, we're going to talk to you today because you are the heart of the home. And I want you to know something this morning. The stronger you are, the better the family is. The stronger you are, the healthier the family is. The stronger you are, the stronger the family is. And so what we're going to do, we're going to break this down in into like three Topics of, of this, this verse here. So, the first one that I want to talk about is the hands. We're going to focus on the hands. I want us to first consider the practical impact that mothers have. On a home because we know that that moms in the home wear hundreds of different hats and and it can be tiring. So there is a practical impact that mothers have on the home that, that far exceeds in many times in many homes the, the husband's or the dad's ability to handle. So so as, as I consider like Melissa and, and my mom in the home and I see all of Melissa's impact and everything that she does, I realize that she is the chef. She's the maid, the nurse, the surgeon, the beautician, the hairdresser, the seamstress, the decorator, the designer, the counselor, the comforter, the cheerleader, the warrior, the detective... The judge, the jury, um, the risk taker, the voice of reason, all of these things combined into one. And I know many of your homes and many of your moms or you moms are exactly the same way. Just like the video at the beginning of service today showed, you are all of these things and many, many more. And it's exhausting, it can be exhausting. And, as I think about our moms, I, I get this picture of our moms holding multiple ropes, having, having multiple ropes in their hands and that that represent all of these hats that they wear and and and, and it can get really tiring, and oftentimes, moms, you feel like things are slipping, maybe the house isn't as clean as you want it to be, and it, feel like that, and it feels like that rope is slipping, or, or you begin to beat yourself up because, man, we've eaten out two days in a row and I should be cooking, and so that one's slipping. And, and, or, or, maybe, or maybe you um, sleep in a little bit and you let your husband get the kids ready for school and then when they come home from school you see what they're wearing and you're like, oh my goodness, he can't even dress our kids. Has that ever happened to anybody else? Anybody, okay. I'm not saying it's happened to me, I'm just seeing if it's happened to anybody else. But, uh, but you feel like because you're holding onto all of these ropes, things begin to slip and, and you feel less than because you're not able to hold onto a hundred different ropes or wear a hundred different hats all at the same time. And if this was a normal sermon, if this was a normal message, and this was a normal day, what we would say to you is we would say, look, you're doing too much. You're holding on to too much. You, you need to focus. You need to specialize. You need to let go of some of these things and just kind of let them take care of themselves or, or let it work itself out. Um, but the reality is this isn't a normal day. This isn't just a a regular sermon. And because we know you, moms and wives, we know that you're not gonna let go of anything anyways, okay, we just know that you're not. You're going to hold on to these things because that's the way that God has designed you. So these aren't normal circumstances because we're talking to moms this morning. And we can't really tell you to put anything down because you absolutely won't. And so today I'm not able to offer you any relief. I'm not able to tell you, hey, you got to prioritize and make these things first because you're going to hold on to all of these things. So the only thing that I can give you this morning is a word of encouragement that we saw there in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 12 take a new grip with your tired hands. Take a new grip with your tired hands. We as your sons and daughters and husbands are not asking you to let go of anything because we need you to be strong. But when you get tired, take a new grip with your tired hands. We know this is asking a lot, but we need you to be strong. Moms, wives, we need you to be strong in the home. We need you to refuse to let go. We need you to take a new grip. Because when you specifically are strong, the whole rest of the family is better. Galatians 6, 9 tells us, um, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Take a new grip, take a new grip take a new grip. And and, and many times you think all of these practical things, all of these non-spiritual things, all of these forgettable, unimportant things aren't making a difference. I want you to know this morning they are, and we see it, and we feel it, and we need you to continue to do it. I think of Melissa in our home, and just the amazing mom, the amazing person that she's been, and just how she just continues to that just surprised me in her ability to just stuff, just everything. Remember when we were having kids and they were really young and you were getting like 32 minutes a night of sleep and, and trying to figure things out and, and um, you've read all the books so you know what you're supposed to do but, but it's still really hard and like old moms are laughing at you and new moms are giving advice to you and it's just so hard and um and at night with the kids not sleeping well i'm like getting super frustrated getting angrier and angrier and and then melissa just you just i don't know what happened but she just transitioned into this baby whisperer where she would like do some sort of mama voodoo on her i'm not she's not real mama voodoo i shouldn't joke like that but mama like whatever on her and uh, or on the kids and they would just go to sleep and then and then it turned into like how we put our kids to sleep, we just say goodnight, we lay them down, and then they sleep. I don't know how this happened, or what happened, or what she did to these kids, but but it just happened, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, how do you know how to do that? And she just, I'm just doing it. Um, and, and it just surprises me that she has this ability to to wear all of these hats. It just, it was awesome. I remember we were vacationing in in um, Arizona, or we were there for general counsel several years ago. We we're Staying at this hotel, and um, uh, Phoebe was five years old. My oldest daughter was five years old at the time. And we were staying up on this hill, and we had to walk down to the pool. And it was a hot August day. And we walked down to the pool. And we got there. We um, took our towels out. And we laid them all down. And we were getting ready, getting the sunscreen on, getting ready to get in the pool. And I opened the bag, and I realized that Phoebe's arm floaties weren't in there. Like she didn't know how to swim, and and she needed her arm floaties. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And so um, I walked back up the hill in the hot August heat, got the thing, walked back down, and about 15 minutes later, when I got back to the pool, I, I look in the water, and there's Melissa, and there's Abram swimming over here, and there's little Phoebe swimming in the water back towards Melissa. No arm floaties, no nothing. Her face is in the water. She's kicking real hard. She swims over to Melissa. Melissa grabs her and says, look, she's swimming. And, and I said, well, what about, what about the arm floaties? I mean, I just walked up and back. She says, we don't need them anymore. You don't need to go get them. I, I've already got them. Like... I'm going to use them because, you know, and it just, it just amazed me because in, in my mind, that wasn't even a possibility. There was no way that she had enough time to teach Phoebe how to swim in the 15 minutes that I was gone, but, but as I think about it, I begin to wonder, I wonder if she took the arm floaties out on purpose so that I could get out of the way so that she could teach her how to swim, and, and that's just what, and all these practical things that, that she does for our home just make it better. And moms, all the practical things that you do for your home just make it better. It just does. She taught our kids how to cook, and they baked cookies for us the other day. Like just them, they baked cookies for us. And I asked her, I said, like, "Like, did you? I mean, did you bake the cookies? But you're just giving them credit for it." She's like, "No, they did it. They like, they know how to work in the kitchen. Like, when did you teach them how to do this stuff? And how come you haven't taught me how to do this stuff? You know? I mean." <laughs> It's just amazing. And, and mom, I know I'm, I'm speaking about Melissa, but you moms, it, it, what you do, it's amazing. The The amount of ropes that you hold is amazing. And sometimes you you discourage yourself because one of those ropes slipped and um, I don't want you to feel like you're less than because something slipped because we understand the amount of of ropes that you're holding, and and when you do get tired, take a new grip with those tired hands. Take a new grip, take a new grip, because the reality is, when you are strong, the family is better, the family is better. I wanna go back and read that scripture um, one more time, so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet, so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. The second thing I wanna talk about is is the knees. The knees. I want us to consider the spiritual impact that mothers have on the home. Oftentimes in churches and in sermons, we we talk about the mantle of spiritual leadership within the home. We we talk about headship, and we acknowledge that that scripture really begins to point to the fact that within the home, the husband, fills the role of sort of the biblical oversight and the spiritual leader within the home. And and we talk about that, and it's right, and it's scriptural, but let me offer a little bit of a warning because I've seen something happen over the years of pastoring that that when we we pound that drum so often, there is an unintended consequence. I've seen times where, where women or mothers or wives have intentionally slowed down in their spiritual journey. They have intentionally stopped growing in the Lord because they were so much further ahead of their husband, and now their husband is beginning to grow in the Lord, and so they fear that if they keep growing in the Lord at the rate that they are, that they will discourage their husband for growing in the Lord, and they will completely back off, allowing their husband to take the lead, but not because he's in the lead, but because they have... um, uh, stopped growing or even reverted in their spiritual maturity behind him i don't believe for a second that that's what the holy Spirit would want for your life i feel like the holy spirit would want you to pursue jesus with all of you with all that you are with all of your heart with all of your energy with all of your effort that you would move from a fan to a follower that you would fully follow Jesus, that you would faithfully surrender every aspect of your life to him, and that you would run just as hard as you possibly can towards Jesus. And what I believe will happen is not, you won't um, um, backtrack, but you will create a wake of energy that the rest of the people in your home will begin to follow. Who cares if your husband is not as spiritually mature as you are? Don't you dare revert to immaturity to make him feel better. Don't, listen, this goes for everybody. If you are a follower of Christ, don't ever revert to spiritual immaturity to make those around you feel better about themselves. Just don't do it. Follow Jesus. Run towards Jesus. Passionately, aggressively pursue Jesus. And I'm not advocating for a spiritual power struggle in the home, but don't ever become less in your walk so that somebody else can feel like they are more. And so pray. Pray. Even if you are the only one praying. Pray for your kids. Pray for your husband. And if he's not praying for you, you pray for yourself. Pray, Jesus, bless me. Jesus, keep me. Jesus, protect me. Jesus, heal me. You pray and you pray and you pray. Attend church. Bring your kids to church. Even if you're the only one coming, read scripture in the home, read scripture to yourself, read scripture to your spouse, read scripture to your children, even if you're the only one doing it. Worship, uh, allow, allow this spirit of worship evangelism to fill your home. Turn the worship music on in your home and begin to sing it out, begin to worship right there where you're at. Allow your kids, allow this atmosphere to be created in your home where the spiritual impact that you are making has, has practical physical, real benefits within your home. And you know what? We can't overlook the fact that it can be exhausting to bear a spiritual weight in the home, in a relationship, or in a church. It it, it can get tiring. And, And sometimes you can... You can feel your, your knees getting weak. All that time that you've spent on your knees in, in prayer, and, and as, as we're using knees to represent the spiritual impact, you can feel like your knees are getting weak because some of you moms, you've been praying for your kids for a long time and they're still not in a relationship with the Lord. Some of you wives have been praying for your husband for a long, long time and, and they're still not coming to church with you. Keep praying, don't quit. It can be tiring, it can be exhausting, but the Lord hears every single one of your prayers, every single tear that you cry for your children, for your spouse that may not be serving the Lord. He sees and he holds, and I want you to know that you're not the only one praying for your family. Scripture tells us that Jesus is also praying for your family, and so the two of you praying together is going to produce massive impact in your home. Just will. I was sharing this same thing the same part of the the message in the first service and afterwards, there's a guy, just just a wonderful guy in our church and, and he's not been coming for very long. For a while, he came up to me and he said, you know what, Chris, I was the husband that would stay home And my wife was always praying for me and she was always saying, come to church, come to church, come to church, but I I didn't want to. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. But the reason I'm here today, the reason I'm serving the Lord today is because she didn't quit and she kept praying and she kept pushing and now I'm here growing in the Lord all because of her. And I know many of you have that testimony, but many of you are on the other side or on the front side of that testimony where you haven't seen the fruit of your prayers yet. Don't quit, your knees are getting tired, I get it, but strengthen your weak knees because eternity hangs in the balance. Strengthen your weak knees. And, and, and this isn't something that we can tell you to back off on either. It's not something that we would say, hey, you know what, prioritize, you're know, you doing too much. No, I'd never tell you to pray less, to worship less, to attend church less. No, no, what you have to do is figure out a way to strengthen your weak knees. Depend on the strength of the Lord to get you through, but keep going. I know this is asking a lot, but we need you to be strong fall on your knees, cry out to the Lord again, because the strength that you have in your weak knees will make the family stronger. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 30 says, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. We need our wives, we need our moms to have strong knees going to the Lord in prayer. In my life, whenever we go through a difficult time we need the Lord to do something in our lives what I'll usually do one of the first things I'll do is I'll call my mom i ask my mom to start praying get her women's bible study to begin praying whether it's for the church or marriage our kids or you know one of our kids was going through a difficult time at night she was just scared and not sleeping well and it was causing some issues and so we called them and say pray you know let us figure out what this is and and, and just they've done that in our lives and um, my mom she was always praying and every time I'd ask her uh, I'd say, would you pray for us? And she said, I always pray for you. I'll keep praying, and I'll pray for this specifically. And so, and so, we asked her, and she says, Yeah, I'll keep praying. And there was a time several years ago where our, our church was in a little bit of an interim time, a transition point, and we were uh, sort of in that that phase where um, the the church, the board, and the leadership were praying about the direction to take. Um, for the the senior pastor position in this church and um, talking to Melissa and I and and seeing kind of where we were and what our thoughts were. And um, as we were going through this whole process, um, we talked to my parents a lot about what's going on. and, And my mom had gotten word that there was somebody within our state, not within our church, but within our state, who was in a little bit of a position of influence, who had said that they didn't think I was ready or qualified for a position in this church. And so my mom wrote a letter, okay? She didn't ask my permission, I would have told her no. Um, but she, she wrote a letter. And I didn't know about the letter. Um, it wasn't a nasty letter, but it was motherly aggressive. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was motherly aggressive. And um, I was, you know, afterwards I'm like, mom, you know, I'm. I'm 30 years old, I'm almost an adult. Like, you need to kind of back off with this. And she's like, I didn't care, I just wrote the letter. And so, um, so she later let me read a copy of the letter. And there was a couple things that stood out. Number one, it made me laugh, because it was like, you don't know, and things like this, you know, that, that aggressive part. Um, number two, it was totally biased. Totally biased. And, and moms, we love this about you. We love that you are totally biased about your kids. Like, like, if, if, if every word in that letter that my mom wrote was true, like, my, my mom gave the impression that I often walk on water. Not just once, like, that's, that's what I do. I just walk on water, wherever there's water. Like, that's, that's she's totally biased about that. And, and I mean, I was okay with that. Um, and number three, number three, the last thing that I saw in that letter is it was covered in spiritually prophetic words that she'd been praying over me and our family for the last 10 years. It was just dripping with spiritually prophetic words, and you knew that this wasn't just a frustrated mom writing. This was a spiritual mom writing all the things that she had been praying over her son and over this church, and in a time when I wasn't so sure of myself and in a time when I honestly, privately wondered if I was qualified or ready to lead a church, her words strengthened me in a divine and supernatural way. It was a letter, not just from a frustrated mom, because she was, but, but a letter from a mom who had spent hours on her knees praying for her family, for my ministry, and, and honestly, for this church. And so what we would say to our wives and to our mothers is strengthen your weak knees. Strengthen your weak knees. I know it can be tiring, I know it can be exhausting, but keep going. The health and the strength of your family depends on it. There's some of you here today that you are here because you have a mother that was praying for you. Or some of you here today that you are here today because your spouse has been praying for you and even when you frustrate them, they're still on their knees praying for you and your eternity. Some of you are here today, you don't have a relationship with the Lord but you will someday because your mom, your your wife isn't giving up on you. Maybe you're here today and your husband's at home. You keep praying for him. You keep praying that the Holy Spirit would speak to him and God would reveal his son, Jesus Christ, to him. You keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. Let's read the scripture one more time. Let me pull that up. So, strength, so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. The last thing we wanna talk about is, is your feet. I, I want us to, to, consider, to consider the generational impact that mothers have in a home. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. From time to time in the winter when it snows, um, the kids and I will, will go across the street and we'll trek through the open field there and, and there's a little bit of a ditch that the, the wind blows through, and so that, that snow gets really deep. And, and mostly we're just walking around playing and, and fighting imaginary bad guys and trekking through this area. But when we come to that deep area, they get really tired really fast because they're not big enough to, to climb through the deep snow. And so I say, come on, just step in my steps. And so I'm, I'm stepping and taking those steps, but their, their little legs are not big enough to step over the snow and, and take those steps in my steps, and so that's just not good enough for them. And so what I have to do is I have to begin to shuffle my feet to make a path, and to clear the snow for them to, to walk behind me, and then they get frustrated with me because I'm not going fast enough, but I'm like, now I'm tired, right? And and they're all happy, and their energy and their strength has been renewed, and, and they're wanting to move faster, but but I'm doing all the work, I'm setting the path, I'm, I'm clearing the way for them, to do all of the work, and, and I'm real tired. Their energy is coming back, but, but I, I can begin to see how when I do all of the work, they're able to thrive in what they're doing, and mothers, in, in life and in the home, this is what you are doing. You are constantly marking out and setting the path. You are working really hard so that your kids following you can, can be easy, so that things can be easy for them. You set the course for their life. Don't ever underestimate the importance of that. Moms, wives, your spiritual strength in the home is allowing everybody else in the home to go further and faster than they ever could on their own. It just is. When you endure through pain and adversity, it gives them strength to do the same. When you stand up for what is right, they will begin to stand up for what is right. When they see you taking a stand for God in the home, they'll begin to take a stand for God At the school, there's a little girl in our church I saw on Facebook that she had a show-and-tell day. It was like a musical show-and-tell day. And so for show-and-tell, she went and she performed a worship song for her whole class at school. She was telling her mom, I'm a little nervous about it, and you know, it's kind of that cute, oh, don't be nervous, honey. But how many of you know, I would be nervous too, right? We get that, but that just just doesn't happen because of what happens here at church. It happens because she has a mom and a dad who are showing her what it means to serve and worship God in the home, and when we show our kids, when we clear the path, when we make the way for them to serve and worship God in the home, they're gonna go and serve and worship God at their school and at their job and in the world, and that's where impact is made. What happens, it starts, it begins in the home. When you maintain your faith through trials and tribulation, it will give them strength to do the same. Your weary feet, your weary feet are making them strong. I know it's tiring, I know it's exhausting, but don't quit because they are better, we are better for it. There's a story about a young boy named Thomas. When he was 10 years old, his teacher at school began to tell him that he would never be as smart as the rest of the kids in the class. She told him he was stupid and and often got angry with him because he could never seem to do anything right. When Thomas's mother found out the way how he was being treated, she got angry and she took Thomas out of school. And then she wrote a letter to his teacher saying, You don't understand my son. You don't know my child. I'll teach him myself. So that mother began to mark the path, she began to walk the way, she began to go ahead of him so that he could follow in her footsteps. She began to homeschool him and go through the hard, the hard job of, of training this boy who her teacher said was stupid and wouldn't amount to anything. And because his mother marked this path and paved the way for little stupid Thomas to grow, um, to, to be educated, Thomas grew into the man that the world knows today as Thomas Edison, one of the greatest minds the world has ever known all because he had a mother who was willing to walk the tough path before him. Her strength made him strong. Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse one. Follow me as I follow Christ. Mothers, your children's commitment to follow Christ will be greatly affected by your commitment to follow Christ. Show them the way. I know it can be difficult, but show them the way. I know it can be hard, but keep marking that path so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. You are the heart of the home. You are the heart of the home. There are times in in sports where at the end of a game, there's an athlete who has just spent it all, who's completely exhausted and doesn't have any more to give, but will find strength from some unknown source. They'll tap into something and they'll rise to an occasion and, and there will be a boost of energy for for to accomplish some great shot or, or physical feat. And the announcers will say, man, he's all heart. It's all heart. Maybe a warrior pinned down, and, and the enemy is coming to overwhelm him, and, and, and there's, there's, there's the battle raging on all sides, and he's about to lose, but he summons this, this courage, this strength from some unknown place, and he stands up, and, 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 he, and the bravery and the fight that he has in him is able to turn the tide of the battle, and, and he stands victorious, and his, his team comes and, and fights alongside him, and, and somebody looks at him and says, man, he has a lot of heart. It was all heart. You see, heart. is that secret source of strength when we are at our weakest. Heart is is that, that strength, that power that comes from some unknown place when we don't have any more on our own. Moms, your tired hands make us strong when we are weak. That's why you are the heart of the home. Your weak knees make us strong when we don't feel like we can go anymore spiritually. That's why you're the heart of the home. Moms, your weary feet make us strong when we don't know which way to go. That's why you're the heart of the home. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to connect with us or if you want more information about North Shore Church, please visit us at mynsag.com.